The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. From Richard Flint International. Deep inside you, there's a power. A power you can use to meet every challenge, every roadblock, conquer every obstacle life throws at you. A power to be happy, fulfilled, successful. A power to be everything you want to be. Now, meet the man who wrote the book on human behavior. never lies. The man who can teach you how to unleash your own power to be. Ladies and gentlemen, Richard Flint. Hey, Richard Flint here, and I want to welcome you to this hour of The Power to Be. And I'm glad that you could join us for our show today, because this is a show that I really have dedicated to you. I mean, you and I must never forget the fact that we're humans. We're not supernatural. We're not able to achieve all things. I mean, for years I've heard people say, what the mind can conceive, you can achieve. That is not correct. Because you and I have to live within our talents. And as we take our talents and we develop them, we sharpen our skills. And as our skills are sharpened, you know what happens? We find that stage that we can stand on. And that stage is where you and I can make a difference. Now, will you stand on one stage for your entire life? Mm, Probably not. But as you grow and mature, as you see the lessons that come with the challenges of life, as your desire is stronger than your fear, then you continue to give yourself permission to move forward. And I'll say this to you every time we're together. You only got two directions for your life, my friend. You go in circles where you're trapped, where every day you live Groundhog Day. And in that circle, you wear yourself out. In that circle, you lose the opportunities that are in your life. In that circle, you give fear a stronger presence than you do your desire. Or you can go forward. And when you choose to go forward, what do you do? You open up that world of opportunity. You see beyond the moment that you're standing in. You you want more for your life. And it's more than just words. It's actually what you're designed to achieve. Like, you know, in our show last week, we talked about behavior never lies. And when you want to go forward, your behavior demonstrates that. Now, i got a question for you. Would you agree that there's times in life when life really becomes challenging for you? You ever had your life be on a roller coaster? (laughs) I mean, up and down, up 
and down. And sometimes the downs last longer than the ups. You ever wondered what was happening? Hmm? You ever question whether you were in the right place or not? You ever found it affecting your passion? Your love for what you're doing? You ever find that when you live on this emotional roller coaster, your uncertainties increase? You lose some of the belief in yourself. You start questioning things that if your life was constantly moving forward, you wouldn't question. Now, here's the interesting thing. The ups and downs in your life are not limited to just one part of your life. You've heard me say in the past that you live in four rooms, and we will down the road be doing a show on these four rooms because they're important because you've got to have balance in your life to control the stress in your life. And you know that stress can kill you. You know that, don't you? That if you don't confront and learn to control stress, it will kill you. Anyone ever comes to you and tells you, you need to get all the stress out of your life, learn something. They want you dead. Medical fact. If I could take all the stress out of your life, you'd be dead in two and a half minutes. That's a medical fact. And it's not about taking all the stress out of your life. It's learning to control the stress in your life. And, and to do that, you've got to have balance between your rooms. You see, you have your business room, which is your number one room of mental stress. You ever find that your business room has ups and downs to it? You ever find that it creates challenges for you? It creates questions for you. You ever found that sometimes you, you just are overwhelmed with all of the pressure that goes on in that room and you just can't be yourself because you're reacting to the pressure of the room? It happens. You have your family room. This is your number one room of emotional stress. Can family be emotional? Hmm? I mean, you understand that uh, if you have a significant other in your life, you're married, you have kids, you understand that uh, those relationships are not going to be perfect. I mean, have you ever thought about this? Would you marry someone like you and expect it to last? And the key to a great relationship is not about people changing each other. When, when I was on the church staff, I used to do most of the marriage ceremonies. And I'd always have to have four sessions with the couple. Uh, first session was with the couple themselves. And in that first session, I tried them t- talking them out of getting married. Second session was with the guy. And I wanted him to understand this person he was going to marry. 
third session was actually my favorite because it was with the young lady, and I'd have the guy bring her, and then I'd tell him, you go away, come back in an hour, and he'd look at me funny, but I'd shoo him out of the office, and when he'd leave, I'd set her down, I'd open my desk drawer, and I'd take out a pad of paper that was in duplicate, and I'd put it in front of her, and the heading read, five things I'm going to change in him once we get married. It didn't take them long to fill the page because most of them had seven. I had a lady one night that listed 21 and then wondered why I wouldn't do their ceremony. Relationships are always challenging because they involve emotions. They involve individuals. And one of the great keys is really simple. A great relationship is not about changing another person. It's about learning to blend personalities you got a social room, which is your playroom, but most of us, we're so busy between the business room and the family room, we don't have time for a social room. And that social room is where we go to play, to let our hair down. And if you don't have a social room, you're going to get old very quickly. And then you have your personal room, which is where you go to spend time by yourself. And you hear me, the strength that you bring to your business room, to your family room, and to your relationship with others is all controlled by your personal room. So if you've got to put these, li- these rooms in the right order in your life, it's your personal room first, family room second, business room third, and social room four. And down the road, we're going to talk a little more about this and the depth of what this means. But the challenge is there are ups and downs in every room of your life. No room in your life is without its own set of challenges. And these ups and downs come from, <laughs> come from you, uh, come from all directions in your life. And they carry with them different levels above evil. This emotional attack on your life can leave you lost, can leave you feeling empty. It can leave you struggling to do anything and make you want to quit. Now hear me. You can quit and stay as an empty vessel that feels that they're at the end of their rope. I watch people go to work every day who have quit. And and, and they don't have a passion for what they're doing, so they don't have a career. They just have a job. And you know my definition of a job? It's an environment that you go to every day where you prostitute yourself for a paycheck. It's not something you're passionate about. You go there, but you're not really there because in reality, you've quit. I've watched people in a marriage who hang into the marriage and they say for the kids, which is really not true. But they hang in there, but they've actually quit because they don't give any self, any of their self to the relationship. I've watched people who spend time with their self, but they've actually quit. Because their life is so out of sync, it's so much un- upheaval in their life, so many ups and downs, that they just don't know what to do. You see, quitting is not always about physically walking away. 
It's about the emotional disconnect from your life. So my topic that I want to talk to you about today is don't quit. Because you can quit and still be around. You ever given up on yourself? Hmm? You ever given up on your life? You ever just felt lost? And do you understand what that feeling of lost looks like? Huh? You lack a direction. And when you don't have a direction for your life, how do you know where to go? Where do you, where do you start? So you just show up again as that empty vessel. person that's lost, they're organized to repeat their crisis. They never get beyond the crisis in their life. So what does that do? It just increases their drama. A person that's lost, what do they do? They stare at what's wrong with their life. Everything about their life is what is wrong with their life. You can try to show them the good. You can try to show them the opportunity. But they live in a world where everything is wrong with their life, and they stare at it. I have this family I've been working with, and it's real interesting because there's two children. There's a son and a daughter. The daughter is the most positive person you've ever met in your life. I mean, everything about her is optimism. Everything about her is what she can do. Everything about her is her improving her life. But then when you look at the son, everything about his life is what's wrong. Always have has something or someone to blame. And, and, and he'll talk about he doesn't like his life the way it is. And he'll even share with you what he needs to do to improve his life. And then what does he do? He goes back over and he sits down on the couch. And he stays there. And he simply gets up to go to a job that he doesn't like. But what else is he going to do? And he spends his life staring at what he feels is wrong with his life. And then a person that is lost, they're tired of trying. And they'll tell you, I've done everything I need to do. I've done everything I should be doing with my life. And nothing is working out. Nothing is good. And, and the harder I try, the, the more conflict there is in my life. And you know what? I just want to give up. You ever met someone who was lost like this? You ever watch the trap they create for themselves? You ever watch why they, how they lack a purpose? a positive purpose to take their life forward. You ever watch where their, their agenda is about repeating, not improving? And they're committed to that, even though they talk about wanting something better. See, there's an understanding here when we talk about don't quit. 
But you have to understand, it's a choice. Giving up is a choice. Walking away and and going over in the corner and sitting down with your face toward the wall is a choice. It's a choice. And you and I have to understand something when we start talking about quitting. That before quitting is ever an action, it is a process. And that process is something that we have to understand because, again, you can quit and still be there. You can quit and still go through a routine. But when you quit, it's not just an action. It's a process. So I think what we need to do is we need to understand the process. So we're going to pause here and we're going to take a break. And we come back from the other side of that break. We're going to continue our discussion on don't quit. We're going to continue our understanding of of how people quit and why people quit. And why do they give up when they don't have to? So don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back. Last month was about family, and it couldn't have been a better topic every day where there was something that I was able to take and work on with my family. Sometimes I just kind of think about what it says, and then I realize it really does have something to do with my life every morning of every day. We love the Morning Minute. It's just a blessing to our lives to be able to give us a great thought to hang on to all day long. Just the Morning Minute for us, it just kind of sets the day for us. That's where we really like it. The Richard Flint Morning Minute in your email inbox every single morning. You can try it for 21 days absolutely free. The Richard Flint Morning Minute could make your day. Call toll-free 1-800-368-8255 or go to www.richardflint.com and get the Morning Minute. How challenging is it to maintain focus? Unbelievable for me. Why has it been challenging, Brian? I think a lot of things from the past want to have their voice, have their way, say it can't be. And when the goal and the vision is high and you haven't seen it, you haven't tasted it, haven't touched it, there's a war there. And in your case with your personality, ever make you overanalyze things? (laughs) I guess you want me to be truthful. July 17th through the 19th at the incredible PGA National Resort and Spa at beautiful Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. But remember, there's a limited number of registrations, so do it now. Sign up at www.richardflint.com or call 1-800-368-8255 and ask for Denise. Come join the fam. Star Maker 2015. Richard Flint. And today on The Power to Be, we're talking about don't quit. We're talking about increasing your personal trust. We're talking about having a 
plan for your life, a direction for your life. We're talking about creating an agenda where you keep your life moving forward. And in that moving forward, you create personal power. You learn to unleash that which will help you just keep getting better and better and better. And right before we went to break, we were talking about the fact that before quitting is an action. It's a process. So I want you to go in the counseling room with me. Just pull up a chair and sit beside me and let's listen to some people, okay? And let's see if any of this sounds familiar to you or is any of this about conversations that you've had with people before. And the question that I want to put in front of us is what causes people to quit? And I'm going to suggest to you there are four consistent things that cause people to quit. First, quietly, they've given up. You ever watch this happen? You think someone is doing good. You, you feel they're happy. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they tell you they're going away. They're leaving. They're quitting. In marriage counseling, I've seen a lot of this, where someone will go through the emotions of pretending that they're happy in a marriage or in a dating situation. But on the inside, they're not. And things are gathering inside of them. Emotions are building up. They're not happy. They, they're not fulfilled in the relationship. And all of a sudden, one day, they walk in and they tell that other person in their life, I want a divorce. Or they'll tell that other person in their, li- their life, I want out of this relationship. Or they have a job. They don't enjoy the job, but they stay there because it provides them with money. But they hate it. And every day they show up and, oh, they're physically there. But mentally and emotionally, they're not. But they can't see anything better for their life. So what do they do? They take on the role of existing where they are. But you want to know something? Quietly inside of them, they've quit. And you can see this because they lose their passion for what they're doing. You can see this because they slip into that routine of sameness. 
You can see this because every day they're doing the same thing, but there's less of them doing it. What causes people to quit? Number one, quietly they give up. Number two, they're underappreciated by others. Everybody needs to feel loved. Everybody needs hugs. Everybody needs to feel valuable. And I see this in relationships all the time. We just become routine with each other. And we might say, well, we're on a phone call, and, and in the phone call we go, love you. But does our behavior demonstrate that? Do you think in relationships we get into routines where we just exist together, we don't grow together? Or you work for a company, and maybe you're in sales and they just keep wanting you to do more and more and more and more, but they never seem to appreciate what you've done. Do you think that can cause someone to quit? To mentally and emotionally separate themselves, although they may be physically present. What causes people to quit? It just isn't any fun. You know how many times I heard this in the counseling room about relationships? You know what? This relationship is just no fun. There's no fun to what we do. We're just stuck in a routine. How many times I've heard this about people with a job? You know, when I first started here, I was so excited about this job. And man, I could see myself here forever. But, but over a period of time, you know what? It's just not fun. And do you understand that when things stop being fun, they start sucking energy out of you? And without the fun, do you think it's possible that someone would just stay around physically, but mentally and emotionally they've quit? What causes people to quit? The emotional drain has become too much. Hundreds upon hundreds of times in the counseling room, I used to hear this. I just can't take it anymore. If I stay here any longer, it's going to kill me. I want something better for my life. Man, there's, there's just no joy. There's no fun in being here. And when they hit that point... Quitting becomes a real option for them. Now listen to my thought. Many who have quit didn't want to. They just reached a point where they had mentally and emotionally walked away. You ever been there in your life? You ever had a time in your life when you you really didn't want to quit? But mentally, there was no challenge. Emotionally, you didn't feel appreciated. And every day, you got up and you went to a place where you felt empty. You went to a place where there was no growth. You went to a place where you simply existed in that environment but it didn't offer you anything. 
You see, there's a process to quitting. It's three steps. Let me lay them out to you, and then we're going to talk about them. Step number one, you stop your mental energy. And by the way, there's only one step, there's only one process here. There's only, only one order to it. You can't rearrange it. So the first step in the process of quitting is you stop your mental energy. Mentally, you don't want to put yourself into this anymore. Mentally, you had enough. Mentally, you don't want to challenge yourself. And you stop your mental energy. Second step, you emotionally divorce yourself. You see, here's the interesting thing. I can mentally stop, but as long as I'm emotionally connected, I'll fight. I'll fight to make it work. I'll fight to find the right path. I'll fight to resolve it. I'll I'll fight because I don't want to walk away. But then you reach a breaking point. And you emotionally divorce yourself. What does that mean? You turn your emotions off. You just don't care anymore. Like one man told me recently, I just don't give a damn about what happens anymore. I'm tired. I'm done with this. There's got to be more to life than this. And you see, that's where the third step in the process comes in. Physically, you walk away. Now pause with me here a minute. You ever had a time in your life where in one of the rooms of your life or one of the areas of your life, mentally, you just want to give, you didn't want to give yourself to it anymore. What's the use? Man, I come here and I commit myself and I I try to do my best. And it's like I'm just something or someone that they use. And and I'm I'm tired of mentally not being appreciated. I'm tired uh, of trying to be the best that I can be. And, And those around me just don't seem to care. You ever been there? In business, in relationships, even just with you. Because when you mentally stop, you no longer are willing to challenge yourself. And when you're no longer willing to challenge yourself, what do you do? You shut your imagination down. 
And what happens when you shut your imagination down? You increase your emotions. And so what happens when your emotions increase? And, and, and your emotions become negative. And no matter what you're looking at, all you're seeing is the negative aspect to it. Huh? You don't see anything good, not because it isn't there. You just have mentally shut down. And, and emotionally, you don't want to be there. So I got to justify why I don't want to be there. So what do I do? I start nitpicking. I'm like the monkeys at the, fl- at the zoo. I start picking the fleas off of everything. And I try to start finding everything that's wrong. And I tie all of those to a negative emotion. So then what happens? I tell myself I need out of here. I physically don't want to be here anymore. And, and what's interesting is that this is a process. And that process over a period of time wears on you. Why? Because we don't deal with anything. Mentally, we're not being challenged, but we don't tell anybody. We don't talk about it. Oh, We might go home and complain about it. But we don't talk to the people we should be talking to. We're emotionally out of control. And and rather than sitting down and examining the emotions, we just don't talk about them. And you understand that when you don't talk about the emotions you need to talk about, they grow. Because emotions begat emotions. And when the emotions are negative, they speed up. And they start looking for justifications. They start looking for reasons. They start looking for blame. And then when I reach a certain point, I tell myself, I got to get out of here. These are like people who quit when they don't have another job to go to. Or they quit because they're angry. They quit their job because they're angry. And the next job they go into, they take that anger with them. It's like the person who walks out of a relationship. And they walk out because they're angry. And and, and then they walk out and what do they do? They walk into another relationship and they take that same anger with them. and, And they wonder why they can't find a good, a healthy relationship. Because they have physically walked away without dealing with what has created their walking away. I mean, does this make sense to you? Can you see how the process works? Mentally, you shut down. Emotionally, they increase with negative emotions, and and you just divorce yourself from the situation. And then physically, you finally tell yourself, I've had enough. And you're done. 
Now, we're going to stop and we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to take these three apart one at a time. And, and I'm going to try to help you how to get yourself back, understand how to get yourself back on track and, and, and how to deal with this. So don't you go anywhere. Because we're going to come right back and we're going to pull this apart and give us an understanding to what we need to do to grow through, not quit and walk away. We'll be right back. Think about it. You can't argue with it, can't dispute it, can't ignore it. You know it's absolute truth, and it applies to every person living on the planet. And to make it official, now there's a book about it. Behavior Never Lies. Written by the grassroots expert on human behavior himself. His name is Richard Flint. In this book, Richard gives you his insight into why this number one Flint philosophy is so important for all of us to understand. It's the book that won't let you off the hook. Because what Richard's saying is that if your words don't match your behavior... Sorry, you're out of the game. Behavior never lies. Listen, if you're brave enough, get the book and read it. Go to richardflint.com, or we really recommend you give Denise a call at 1-800-368-8255. Oh, and just for your information, if you really don't like to read that much, ask Denise about the audio excerpt version on Flash Drive. Behavior never lies. Isn't it about time you invited Richard Flint into your life? Want to know a secret? The Richard Flint Morning Minute in your email inbox every morning is the perfect way to start your day. And listen to this. You can try it for 21 days absolutely free. The Richard Flint Morning Minute <laughs> could make your day. Call toll-free 1-800-368-8255 or go to www.richardflint.com and get the Morning Minute. Hey. Want to know another secret? It just takes a minute to get Richard Flint's Morning Minute. Go to www.richardflint.com, then to the Resources drop-down menu at the top, and click on Get the Morning Minute. Oh, and by the way, you can enjoy the first 21 days of Richard's Morning Minute absolutely free. But uh, don't tell anybody I told you so. Our topic today is don't quit. And we're talking about that before quitting is an action. It's a process. And that process is is three steps that we've talked about. Hmm? It's the stopping of your mental energy. It's you emotionally divorcing yourself. And then it's you finally just physically walking away. So let's look at these one at a time. Step number one, you stop your mental energy. Now, I I think it's important that we understand what causes you to stop your mental flow of energy. And I'm going to suggest to you that there are six things. First, 
your emotions become stronger than your desire. You see, your mind will fight for clarity. Your mind will fight for understanding. But when you mentally start shutting down, that space that your mind had is replaced by your emotions. And where you once desired to stay and to resolve and to make it work, now you're not there because you're not willing to mentally put yourself into it. So you create what? An increase in your emotions and they become stronger than your desire. What causes you to stop the mental floor of energy? No successes to celebrate. A success gives you something to feel good about. And, and when there's nothing there to feel good about, and there's no successes to celebrate, there's nothing to recharge you. What causes you to stop the mental floor of energy? Everything you touch is a crisis. No matter where you turn, no matter where you are, it's just another problem to deal with. And over a period of time, you just get mentally tired of dealing with problem after problem. And you reach a point where your mind, you tell yourself, I just don't want to have to think about this anymore. What causes you to stop the mental floor of energy? Recalling all the plane. Because when pain takes over, I'm going to tell you what, it overshadows your mind's desire to find a resolution. Because pain just makes the scar, it makes the sore, it makes the emotions just bigger and bigger. What causes you to stop the mental floor of energy? Yesterday is a constant repeat. You ever have someone tell you, it's never going to get any better. I don't see any way this can improve. And when we start living in what happened yesterday, that constant repeat just mentally wears us down. So then what happens? Giving up becomes the easy way out. Our mind just says, you know what? I don't want to deal with this anymore. So giving up becomes the easy way, and your mind stops looking for a way to resolve it. You may not accept this, but I'm going to tell you it's true. Your mind is your greatest friend, and your mind is always positive. And when you stop trusting in and listening to your mind, let me tell you something. You lose your best friend. So how do you mentally get yourself back on track? Five things. Talk honestly with yourself. Why are you feeling this way? Why are you so mentally worn out? And then... Once you start honestly talking to yourself, refuse to accept or make excuses. Because when your mind is being positive and your emotions, negative emotions, don't want you to be positive, every time you make a positive statement, it throws a negative at you. 
So you've got to talk to yourself openly and honest, and you've got to refuse to accept excuses. You've got to stop letting your emotions take control. You've got to keep living from your mind down. And then you know what you need to do? You need to adjust your mental diet. The challenge with probably 95% of people is they don't have a growth diet for their mind. They don't have a plan. They, they don't have material that they listen to that's there to sharpen their mind. They don't have my morning minute. And you need my morning minute. How do you get yourself back on track? Clarify your emotions. Why am I feeling this way? Let your mind help you define what it is that you're feeling. How do you use yourself mentally back on track? Keep yourself moving at a manageable pace. Don't speed up. Don't sit down. Keep looking for the pathway to resolution. Don't let your mind give up. Allow your mind to be your best friend and keep looking for the solution. The second step, you emotionally divorce yourself. Now, how do you do that? Hmm? Well, doubts become your controlling emotion. Doubt is just like a, it's like a front door to a whole host of emotions. Because when doubt becomes strong, all of these other negative emotions come over and join the party, and they just keep throwing themselves at you. How do you emotionally divorce yourself? Inwardly, you're worn out and you're exhausted. You know, and that's when it comes, I can't live this way anymore. I, I, I just emotionally can't handle any more of this. And what happens, the tireder you get, the more you expand the negative emotions. How do you emotionally divorce yourself? You're very depressed with the situation. And do you know what depression does? It closes the door to your mind. And without your mind, there is no way out. And so depression just overwhelms you. How do you emotionally divorce yourself? Opinions are all negative. Everybody that comes to you tells you you need to get out of there. Everybody that comes to you is, is part of the negative journey. And you know what? We seek these people out. How do you emotionally divorce yourself? You refuse to try anymore. Then what happens? You find yourself cluttered with unresolved events. And they just stack on each type of each other. And each one brings their own level of emotions. And all of a sudden, it all becomes confusing. And you don't know where to start. You don't know what to listen to. And it's over like you're just overwhelmed with all these problems in your life. How do you emotionally divorce yourself? Your endurance is gone. 
or at one point you were willing to work on this. Now you tell yourself, I don't have the energy for this anymore. So hear me. Divorce is controlled by your emotions, not your mind. Your mind wants to fight. While your emotions many times just wants to end it all. Wants out of there. Wants to give up. So how do you calm yourself emotionally? First of all, examine each of the emotions you're wrestling with. Where are they coming from? What's creating them? Second thing is make today your focal point. What can I do today to improve this? How, how, how do I keep myself calm? Third thing, only look at your options, not your reasons. Reasons create blame and excuses. Options can point you toward resolution. How do you emotionally calm yourself? Trust yourself to do the right thing. Slow down. Look at yourself from the inside out. And then insist on some quiet time. Get away from people. You need time alone with you in your personal room where you have time to reflect. And then only listen to the people who can really help you. And by the way, the need is for a vacation, so take it. Get out of the pressure cooker. And then stay focused. Stay focused. Because focus is a part of your mind slowing you down and helping you see all of the options that are in front of you. Please remember this. When you are calm, you're in control of your emotional presence. And then step three. Physically, you finally just walk away. So what makes one physically just finally walk away since nothing is going to improve? Emotionally, they have nothing left to give. Physically, they're just too tired to fight anymore. And being alone becomes okay then they refuse to make any more changes. I've done all I'm going to do. All of your self-esteem has been sucked out of you. You get to the place where you just don't like you anymore. Now your mind shuts down. Your inner hurt is turning to anger and rage. And when you look around you, all you see is just more of the same. And then put all that together, and now there's no desire left to motivate you to try anymore. When you emotionally give up, you have actually started your physical disappearance act. So how do you know when it's time to move on? Listen to my questions. If I stay, can I change the situation? If I stay, can I influence this situation with my presence? Can I really be happy and fulfilled if they, things stay the way they are? And if your answer to no is to these three questions, you've got to move on. Now, as we pull this to a close, I want to put two words in front of you. And if you would like to have more 
all about these three words, reach out to me at solutions at richardflint.com. But these two words are critical. Burnout. Burnout is when the internal, internal fire for what you are doing is out and nothing you or anyone can do can rekindle that flame. As good as I am, I can't rekindle it because it's gone. Your mind's gone, your emotions are taken over, and physically you just want out of there. And then there's the term that I coined about 10 years ago, flame out. When the internal fire for where you are is not out, it's just not burning as brightly as it once did. But with the right understanding and guidance, you can rekindle the flame. Hear me. People don't burn out. They don't deal with the symptoms where, where, where they are while they're in flame out. If I can help you with flame out, then you know what's going to happen? We can rekindle that fire. And if you'd like to know the difference between burnout and flameout, reach out to me. And I'll show you the difference. Okay? Just reach out to me at solutions at richardflint.com. Because if you understand the difference between burnout and flameout, there's a possibility we can help you to not quit. Now, does any of this connect with you? When you look at the different areas of your life, can you see yourself standing at the beginning of flame out? Or maybe, just maybe you're already in burnout. You just need to get out of there. Hmm? If you go to my website, I do have a CD entitled Don't Quit. And if you look at the website, it's $69. But if you're interested in investing in it, $39 for you. And all you got to do is go to richerflint.com backslash quit. It's there for you. You know I want to hear from you. Solutions at richerflint.com. Next week, next Thursday here on Voice America, the Empowerment Channel, we're going to talk about the seven behaviors that sabotage your dating experience. <laughs> My guest will be Coach Kimberly Kohler. And she's a dating coach, and you're going to learn so much from her in this world of dating because it is really different today out there. Until then, remember this. There is power inside of you waiting to be unleashed. But to do this, you can't give up. To do this, you got to trust in yourself. Because when you quit... It can create a permanent scar in your life. Now, yes, there are times when you need to walk away, but that goes back to those three questions. There's a difference between walking away and running away. Just make sure you're, running, you're walking away, okay, and not running away. Next Thursday, same place, same channel. Richard Flint saying, having a great, great week. Any questions? Call our people at Richard Flint Productions, 1-800-368-8255, 1-800-368-8255, or visit us at www.richardflint.com. And thanks for listening. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program, brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 